Hi, I'm Ruth. And I'm Jeff. And this is Ruth and Jeff's DVD Binder Podcast. And today we will be looking at the first season of Slings and Arrows. All right, so Slings and Arrows. Now, I usually just jump into talking, but people will maybe not know Slings and Arrows. So instead, I should hold back and we should tell them what it's about first for a change. That's probably... Probably we should probably always idea. do that, actually. But. Yeah, Slings and Arrows. You might recognize it from a play. A Shakespearean play? A Shakespeare play. <laughs> That's right. Uh, is it Hamlet? It's Hamlet. I it believe is it's Hamlet, directly right? from Hamlet, yeah. yeah and the Slings and Arrows of Outrageous Fortune. I think that sounds right. By taking up arms yeah. against them. Hamlet's seven monologues, is that correct? I feel like I don't I remember don't a lot of Hamlet. I, don't know. I mean, everyone remembers it's my to favorite, be or not to be. Uh, Kenneth Branagh movie. That is true. I can't wait to look at that one. That one's four do we hours own long. The DVDs for we that. We do. Okay, because we had it on VHS, yeah. and I definitely threw that out. So no, it's uh, it was. I always loved it on VHS because it was this big two VHS. Yeah, it was like the Titanic copy. It was like the Titanic, but yeah. good. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know. I've it's never an amazing, seen Titanic. It's so. amazing, and I, I know that we're not talking about Hamlet today, but. But it has a really stacked cast for 1996, yeah, which is when it came out. But uh, yes, Hamlet's so overdone. But anyways, well, it is. But when Kenneth Branagh does it, you're like, he is did he write this? Because this is like, I feel like this is the <laughs> first time not I, it's sa- ever been not done. Saccharine, saccharine enough. It's for, not saccharine. That's true. Yeah, that's so true for him to have written it. Anyways, um, so that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just saw what movie did we see that? Oh, um, him yeah. as Poirot. And you know what? I, this it is completely fun. off topic. I'm a big Poirot fan which I've talked about before and a big Agatha Christie fan and at first I was like why did everyone hate this it's actually the pretty first enjoyable. half is actually quite he's enjoyable. too OCD for Poirot like they overdid that but otherwise I was but like quite no. friendly yeah Poirot, he's a good I think. friendly Poirot it's, it's fine but then the second half I was like who the heck did this, this oh yeah is a it's disaster. a it just goes oh, it's off just, the rails you take a perfectly good plot and it was and just, the murder on the orient express movie. yeah yeah off sorry. the rails yeah Oh, because genius. it was an avalanche. Yeah, a, oh, it was nice an avalanche of also bad writing. An avalanche of bad knocked writing. it off the. This is very off and then topic, though. So. People felt like killing the person <laughs> who wrote it. <laughs> so they tried. Yeah. Anyways, which is not accurate. Okay, so uh, slings and arrows. Yeah. So, slings, so and arrows. slings and arrows is a show. I honestly don't really know where we heard about it. No. Do, okay. So this is you don't remember. No. I remember that we were living in London, Ontario at the time because you were doing your PhD. And we had this really great, hilarious, tiny mall near our house Yes, that had a library in it and a passport office and a liquor store. And I have good memories of funny things happening at all those places. But, and a shopper's drug mart. Anyways, right. this tiny mall yeah. was full of seniors. Cherry Hill. a huge senior Cherry complex. Hill mall. That's right. Shout and out so, to any London <laughs> listeners. You'll, you'll know Cherry Hill Mall. It's a great mall. Anyways, we were in the library one day looking for something new to watch. And you saw it, and someone had mentioned it to you one time and said, I think, think this is good. Matt? It might have been Matt, except it was before he was into film studies when we lived there, right? I don't there, think it right? was before he was into film studies. But I mean, before he was in film studies officially. Oh, could have been. But he might have, well, Matty, if also, you hear this, uh, you can Matt, tell us. tell us. Tell us if you were the one who told us. Yeah. Um, it might also have been the many uh, can-lit people That's that what I was I was wondering if it was like Dave or someone like that. But yeah. anyway, someone had said to us, oh, it's good. And you said, hey, this is here to check out. Should we try it? And we took it home. And I think we watched four episodes like in a oh, row yeah. because we were just like, what is this? Might have even just watched the whole thing. Yeah. Like, it was it was, crazy. it was amazing. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, it has, there's three seasons altogether. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they're short. And they're they're very short. They're only six episodes each. Yeah. So what it is, we should but yeah, plot because we're beautifully Canadian. Yeah. So Canadian. Super Canadian. And they're what, like watching The Kid Detective. Or oh, that's a the great Trotsky. movie. Speaking of movies we don't own, The Kid Detective. Well, well worth your Speaking time. of movies, and well, in, in does The Kid Detective also have a lot of famous Canadian actors in it? I don't. I don't know think if it, it does. The Trotsky much, does though. Yeah, the Trotsky well, the has some like Comfure, who oh. is in. Is he One in Slings and Arrows? Isn't he in Slings and Arrows? Or is it just that we have stories of him being at Stratford and that's where we're getting oh, mixed up? Maybe that's what it is. I thought that he was in it. Great but anyways. story, by the okay. way, about Comfure. So my brother's friend was at Stratford watching a play and Comfure, who sometimes acts at Stratford, was there watching a play as well. And he saw him and he was like, I'm sure that's him. So he went up to him afterwards and he said, hey, and Comfure was like being nice, like knew that it was a fan. He said, did you really pull yourself up into that vent um, on the wrong guy or something he said something along those lines which I'm sure he'd never been asked before and so then he like laughed and said yes I actually did and so anyways that's because he's Stratford cha- cha- uh, trained right yeah he's Stratford trained so he yeah. can he knows how to pull himself up into an event anyways um, so no if you haven't I, seen the wrong guy speaking yeah, see, of Canadian see the wrong guy Comfior is in season two of Slings and Arrows okay he is okay which is pretty cool um so okay so the the show mm-hmm. is stars Paul Gross Mm-hmm. Um, who people truly Canadian? He's very Canadian. He was in Due South. That's his famous sort of cross border role. Due South must be like twenty. Yeah. So years if you're old really now. old, you'll remember Due South about a Mountie and a Chicago detective who worked together to solve crimes. Right. And I it was Chicago. a. I think it was actually a. American show. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. But um. But anyways, he so. is very Canadian. He was in Passchendaele. Um, he's in anything bunch Canadian. Things, bunch of Canadian. Anyway, so he's a guy who used to be at this. Essentially, it's Stratford. It's, it's, it's Stratford, the Stratford if, Theater if, Festival. Uh, you've ever been to Southern Ontario, this is the kind of main Shakespeare place yeah. to go. It's it might a be in nice North America, town. kind of. The it's, main it's, very, it's very famous, although yeah. I had not heard of it when I was growing up. Okay, yeah. And so it, uh, this little town, New Burbage, is the fake Stratford. And Paul Gross used to be a really acclaimed actor. And then he had a nervous breakdown on stage and leaves and leaves behind his sort of best friend, uh, director guy and his lover at the time. And he goes off and just becomes like this kind of wild fringe theater guy. Um, yeah. Anyways. And he, he's like, he goes crazy on stage. He goes crazy on stage, which yeah. he's doing Hamlet at the and time. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, exactly. Go he's crazy in him. the middle of Hamlet and Hamlet, of course, goes crazy yeah. in the play. So it works or, really or well. pretends to be crazy. And it's never really clear which one it is. Yeah. And um, and so then he his director friend, it's years later, kind of tries to reconnect with him. They fight and the director guy dies. That's it's, that's the very beginning of, yeah. the, of the show. And so he, Paul Gross, is called back in to take over directing Hamlet to finish out the theater um, season. And so he comes back in to direct Hamlet, to direct his old lover, who is herself an aging actress. And, yep. having... and she's, is she, she's not playing Ophelia. She's playing Gertrude. No, she wants to play Ophelia, yes. but she's old. And for women acting, you get old faster. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and, and so the, the, the person who is hired to play Gertrude, or no, sorry, play Ophelia, play Ophelia is, ends uh, up being Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. And she's and so is, good in it. Must she's... be just as she's about to get famous. Yeah. Like as an actor, yeah. a real actress, yeah. like not outside the show. Outside, yeah. But she's just, she's excellent in it. Yeah, she's really, really good. Uh, they get an, um, I mean, I don't know how, how how to go into, I guess the very first episode is also maybe where we find out about how the theater, so the theater itself is run by uh, Mark McKinney, 
who some of you kids, might might kids know from Kids right? in the Hall. Um, he's so funny in it. Um, yeah. Partly because he plays he he's plays straight fairly man. straight. He's, it's yeah. very it's very straight. There's, it's not a com like it is. No, a, it's comedic. It's com- comedic, but there's, there's tons. Of, it's dramatic. It's, it's uh, a lot of emotions. Yeah, no, it's a, it's great. Um, so so Mark McKinney plays the the sort of manager of the theater, and he is uh, already kind of oriented towards how do we make this make money, right? He's a businessman. Yeah. He's not really into theater. Theater. He loves musicals. He loves musicals, That's which is right. not a Shakespeare um, festival thing. And then his uh, along the way, he kind of gets in a relationship with one of the sponsors of the festival who is even more, more corporate yeah. right business kind of person yeah so and that's, so there's, there's that's a, a big tension. yeah that's the big uh, one of the big conflicts in the in the show is is yeah. about this sort of they're wanting business um uh what's his name paul gross's character is super just about wanna, the he, art but he right? also he doesn't, doesn't want to be there at all he's just like and he's like him. you have to respect like he just cares about the play yeah he's like just treat um, the play and what well. it means and, and that sort and of so, thing anyway so the first season is about them getting ready to put on hamlet yes. basically that's yeah. the first season well and and, and putting it on and putting it's it the on whole, it's, it's the whole thing. it's the whole season. thing and it's only six episodes but they they cram it in quite well yes yeah so yeah. um oh and, and actually that's right don mckellar is also in it oh and, and he don is mckellar amazing is, in he's it. the best guest star that they could have uh, and he's uh, another excellent. very kind of notable canadian actor yeah. Um, who just, yeah, he's just, he's so yeah. amazing to watch. Um, so yeah, so that's the, that's sort of the first season. First season's Hamlet, second season's Macbeth, third season's King Lear. Yeah. And they're just so good. And if you've done, if you've, even if you haven't read Shakespeare, mm-hmm. like you, you can watch it and totally know what's going on. And well, uh, they actually like, they kind of make Shakespeare accessible. Very in a way, accessible. Yeah. Nice. And you get, yeah, because you get to sort of see the heart of it like what's the theme of it yeah and the the the, the life season, of the actors often yes exactly the season it. overlaps with the uh like of the tv show overlaps with the themes of of the play right mm-hmm. like hamlet is about someone who's kind of crazy and about uh you know what does it mean to have revenge um and what does it mean to sort of um yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, to be or not to be, you know, it, yeah, that, all these, yeah. There's so many interesting it. things in it, yeah. um, and if and yeah. oh, and the other important thing is that Paul Gross is being haunted the whole time by the yes. ghost of his former director friend, right? Um, who's always there, kind of being like, "We'll do a better job," and he's like freaking out. So he seems crazy to everyone in the way that Hamlet seems crazy because Hamlet, Hamlet's also dad, haunted right? by his father. Yeah. So, so anyway, so that's that's a sum up, and we only own the first season, which we found totally by chance in yeah. that um, little Hope Mission thrift thrift store near yeah. our house. Yeah, on uh, by Ellerslie Road. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I think that you can actually watch possibly the entire, like all three seasons, uh, via Acorn TV. Yeah, that's what and I was Acorn TV. I think you can get through the Edmonton Public Library. Oh, really? Oh, pretty should... sure. So we should watch yeah. the next couple seasons. Yeah. So. Um, Okay, so that's that's the run through of yeah. it. I think we've made it pretty clear. I mean, we've that made we pretty clear it. that we love it. Uh, it's not for kids. No, like no. so, it's something that we probably won't show the kids for not for a, a while. Few years. I mean, when Elliot is in high school doing, which is oh, coming can soon, you imagine? Doing That'd be amazing. Hamlet. It would be a great way to introduce. And Hamlet. then we can also show him the four-hour Hamlet. <laughs> and then we could also show him the uh, Mel Gibson Hamlet. I don't think I like and the then, Mel Gibson Hamlet. I don't really like it either. Yeah. And then we could show him the Ethan Hawke Modern Day Hamlet. Yeah. Okay. That'd be cool. That one actually Apparently is really bad. David Tennant also did Hamlet on the West End, and maybe you can find that. Oh, that'd be cool. It's supposed to be pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Ethan Hawke one has. Um, 
you know the guy who plays? He's in Dune. The old Dune. The old Dune. I don't. And he's even also remember in Twin in Peaks. The old Dune. Well, and I never watched Twin Peaks because. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Weird. But he's um, I can't remember his name. Someone's gonna tell me afterwards, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but he he plays um, who's the guy? Who's the main guy? Uh, in Twin Peaks. No, in the oh, Claudius. He plays oh, Claudius. Oh, Claudius. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's a great show. Um, trying to think maybe what we should talk about Mm -hmm. is sort of highlights for us yeah well i mean it's it's so hard to highlight anything in it Rewatching it i like i remembered that i liked it but when we were rewatching it i was like oh i really liked it and there were so many good moments in it paul gross is perfection in it like paul gross is a very handsome man too he's a handsome man that's very true he isn't as much nowadays i think well i don't know he is he's kind of a silver fox yeah i think he's become a silver fox but he like i mean it's part of why due south was such a big deal do you remember that commercial for due south i don't know if you remember this where it's all these women in the office and like it's time it's time and they all run over to the window of this office that's kind of like they're up a few stories and it's because it's a due south ad and it's because he makes his rounds at that time of day and like tips his hat to the women and so they're all just like freaking out and that's the ad that is so funny and it is such a distinct ad in my lifetime Feels very 90s it's a very or maybe maybe even late even. 80s early 90s but, but I, I know it's from the 90s but you know how you have that sort of like when you're old with right. dementia you often just remember commercials and that's i'm like well gonna... that one is for sure one that will be with me forever interesting yeah because i've so never I should forgotten dress that up ad. as a mountie yeah. when yeah, you're old tip your hat. I don't know. I'm. Don't that know. might be weird. Okay. It's, I don't know that I'd be yeah. into that. But, <laughs> but regardless, that's a very distinct yeah, memory I have. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, he's just. I don't know that he's always hit, but like I think he's a hit and miss guy. No, apparently. I think that's right. Yeah. Except I I've don't heard know. that Passchendaele is bad. Okay, and I'm like not, really bad. Again, and he directed him. that, which is sad too, because I had an ancestor who died in Passchendaele. So you were offended. I was offended. <laughs> I was like, why wouldn't you do a better job for my ancestor <laughs> that I never met? Yeah. Um, the other thing that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Is that um, uh, the he's married to the girl who plays Gertrude? Yeah, his former lover. Yeah, yeah, his former and lover is actually his real wife. She's in an, real life. She's excellent. She's amazing. She's, she's just so very good. cynical and jaded, but like also has lots of obvious wounds. So yeah, I think one of the things that I liked about this show too was just mm-hmm. that it's uh, it's about something like Shakespeare. It's like mm-hmm. it's about culture. Yeah. Right. But it's very it's not highbrow at all. No. Right. And like the whole point of the show is actually you get to have someone like Mark McKinney who kind of even though he's like he's not exactly the villain, but he's sort of the villain. Yeah. But you also get to be Mark McKinney. Right. He's he's the person in the show in the show who is the average person who has no experience with Shakespeare. Yeah. um, Or who just thinks that Shakespeare's dumb. Does not access it. And then. Uh, Jeffrey, who's uh, uh, Paul, Paul Gross's Gross. character, yeah. he he's the person who's kind of walking them through uh, mm-hmm. why it's meaningful. And he's yeah. not, yeah. he's actually, he's got a lot of like gentleness, even yeah, with Mark McKinney's character. He's very gentle when he, and he's, he is truly like when he is explaining Hamlet, I'm like, that's better than any yes. teacher I had explain it. So. I can't say that because I had Peter Barron who was right. really Right, I good. remember you saying. Really, really good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that but. is the second podcast that I've talked about Peter Barron. Oh, that's special. Yeah. That's nice. Um, yeah. But uh, what is your, like, you guys, because you guys do, you did different Shakespeare's than we did. Yeah, like in, in Alberta, Ontario, that's right. You do, in grade 10, you do Ra- Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. And, Juliet, and yeah. then I think we did Macbeth in uh, yeah. grade 11. And actually, right. in Mac- there was a, Roman Polanski did a Macbeth version. Oh. And I actually uh, asked the teacher to let me sit out. Oh, because he's such a bad guy? No. 
because oh. uh, there was nudity. Oh, well, you know what? Yeah. You can pretend it was because he was a bad guy. Well, he I didn't actually know about him being oh, a bad okay. guy. Well, um, but, uh, I guess at the time you wouldn't have, but that but is... But it was, yeah. So you missed out on It was one of my many bad, sort of ways of you're, being you're pious real, and... You're a real, yeah, yeah you know, protester. Like, yeah, protester. protester. I also sat out of Braveheart. Well, that's fair. But that also another another movie violent. I haven't seen. Like That's so, crazy, Titanic and Braveheart were so important. Oh no, we do. I'd have never wanted to see it though. Oh, Shoot. I think we might not have it on DVD. Oh. It was maybe the first VHS that I ever bought. I, I know I should see it, and two, I don't know I should see Titanic, VHSs. but I just have no desire to see them. Braveheart's quite good. It's just very well, sad you, and dark. You and my dad have both played that one speech in it so many times for me that I'm just like, that's ah, probably good enough. Like I've I heard think that it was mostly your dad who's played that because well, I don't know that I've ever played it outside of watching the movie. Uh, I don't know. Well, but, regardless, um, I've seen possible. it too many times. Yeah. So I mean, I love his blue makeup. Yeah, his blue makeup's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, so and so then you do. We did. What did we do? Hamlet, Hamlet in grade 12. Probably, right? So yeah. what did you do? So we did, because high school starts in grade 9 in Ontario. Right. And so grade 9, we did As You smart. Like It. Yeah, we're just smarter, I guess. But um, we did As You Like It, which is an excellent play. And yeah. I had to memorize a little bit of dialogue for it. Yeah. And then we did grade, that was grade 9. Grade 10, I want to say is Midsummer Night's Dream, but it might have been Twelfth Night. I always mix up which yeah. one it was. And then grade 11, I skipped grade 11 English and went straight to grade 12 English and grade 11 English was Romeo and Juliet. So I've never done Romeo and Juliet officially. I have read it, but. In and grade 12 was Romeo and Juliet. Tw- grade 12 oh, was. Oh, grade 11. Yeah, grade 11 was Romeo and Juliet. Grade 12 was Macbeth and grade 13 was Hamlet. But then I also took a second English course in grade 13. Yeah. And I did uh, Merchant Julius. of Venice. Oh. Merchant of Venice because my really awesome lit teacher, he was like, our, our school district banned Merchant of Venice because they said it encouraged racism. Right. And he said that's moronic. It actually is talking about how bad it was that they treated right. Shylock so badly. So he, somehow there was a loophole. If it was a companion piece, you could read it with your students. So he said, we're going to study this, but we're only going to refer to it as the companion piece when we <laughs> study it. So anyway, so that's, so I did at least those four five but i might have done one or two more they did a lot of shakespeare that's Partly, interesting we were so close to stratford so easy to go so so easy to go so why wouldn't you yes. take advantage so i saw at least three shakespeare plays at stratford twelfth night merchant of venice yeah. and was I merchant say of Macbeth. venice the one with Comfiore? no i didn't see Comfiore at stratford oh. sadly i wish i had he was king lear i think oh, okay um which i did not study but Man, I do have to say, Merchant of Venice was like I cried. It was so well done. They yeah. were so good. So uh, uh, I don't know if I ever saw the Al Pacino was in one oh, a version. I don't, I don't know if I saw it or not. But yeah. um, what would you say is your favorite Shakespeare play? Well, that's a, also very hard because I really like a lot of them. I do love Twelfth Night. I yeah. think it's great. If music be the food of love, play on. Give me excess of it, so that sir fighting my passion may sicken and so die. Wow. That's a good. Also, that's the one where, isn't that the one where it's... um? It's the brother-sister uh, twins. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yes, yeah. it is Twelfth yeah. Night that where uh, they say um, some are... Uh, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. But that... But, which is line, a hilarious yeah. line because if you've seen uh, She's the Man. She's the Man, excellent. Which is a hilarious Amanda Bynes movie with uh, and Channing it's, Tatum. And it is Twelfth Night. And it's, it's a modern a, day Twelfth Night. it's a night. remake of... That, yeah. I was just saying to the kids tonight, like, because yeah. we were talking about 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, which, which I was watching You were watching earlier. with your yeah. friends. Yeah. And, um, uh, and we were just talking about how, like, there was this weird run of yeah. Shakespeare 
remakes yeah. into modern day versions, yeah. kind of like yeah. Othello oh, had one. Yeah. And, uh, well, and I think ten or not ten things I hate about you. Sorry, we know well, that. Ten things never been is kissed. Taming of the Shrew is Taming of the Shrew, which is an excellent play, and I actually read it in high school too. Man, alive. Yeah. but then Taming of the, I keep saying Taming of the Shrew, never been kissed. I yeah. think is kind of supposed to be loosely based on As You Like It, which is an excellent. Oh, well, that's weird. Excellent that's play as well. I think so. So that's crazy. So, so yeah, there was um, a whole run of those, which was a good way to make Shake. I was literally just talking to Rob, our neighbor, yeah. about how it made Shakespeare accessible for people yeah. who couldn't handle it. So, um, but, but what was the what was the one we were just talking about? Well, Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night. Yeah. So she's the man in it. Channing Tatum says it's an as, inspirational, like moment. it's an inspirational speech to his soccer, soccer team, team or yeah. something. He says that line. Yeah. But in the play itself, it's a stu- it's a line that some dumb it's, guy. It's making like, fun of Malvolio. Yeah, like Malvolio is this like guy who po- thinks, thinks of himself as really great, but he's actually a loser. And so they're tricking him, his co-workers. Yeah. Uh, Melda Staunton is in the film version of tw- of the really the best film version of Twelfth Night. I think Melda Staunton's in it. Who does and she play? She plays the kitchen lady or whatever, oh. the housekeeper who tricks Malvolio. And Malvolio, the thing about Malvolio is played by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Yes, I think that's right. And uh, I mean, it's an amazing, amazing cast. It's Stacked amazing, cast. Amazing it's cast. Got, really uh, good adaptation. It's got. We'll uh, get to it. We're, we Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter. Yeah, she plays. And Viola. actually, the main guy. No, Olivia. Uh, who plays the prince? The duke or the duke? Yeah. He's the son of. I want to say Maggie Smith. Oh, really? Maybe. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. Toby I Stevens, th- I think his yes, name is. Yes, I think that's correct. Um, oh, man. He was great. Anyways, really great. Anyways, again, um, digressing. But what, what would you say your favorite Shakespeare play is? That? Uh, I, I think it might still be Hamlet. Yeah. And that's mainly because of Kenneth Branagh. Like, yeah. I just remember seeing that when I was probably, mm-hmm. I don't know if I saw it in theaters. I don't think I did. I remember, I think John Fairbridge did see it in theaters because he said mm-hmm. that there was an intermission in it. And I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's intense. But yeah. but um there's just some amazing scenes in it. And yeah. I just yeah, I just love the love the tone of it. I took a Shakespeare course that was a full year Shakespeare course. Oh. And I think we were supposed to read like I don't even remember how many plays. I did not read all of them. No, I didn't read all the ones in my Shakespeare course, but I definitely read more than because I read that one Shakespeare play that you know it's the one that no one's ever heard of. Mary Wise of Windsor. No, I've heard of that one. Uh, the reason I can't remember its name is because I'd never heard of it before and haven't heard of it since. Uh, I'm gonna just find out what See, it was. See, the problem for me was I took um, my Shakespeare class with Matt Weeb, and we had a lot of fun. <laughs> we just enjoyed it, and the prof was horrible he was the worst probably the worst prof i had all year he was he was like malvolio he was super stuck up he thought he was the cat's meow that's my shakespeare prof too but but different like he was and he had a lot of like credentials but he was an idiot he didn't know anything like yeah it was crazy i couldn't believe that 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 was possible and that was what set me on the path to becoming a professor because i was like if that guy can do it anybody can can do do it. it My Shakespeare prof mostly, like, she was good, but she mostly talked about her health problems a lot in my memory. Hmm. I don't remember a lot about Shakespeare. I remember a lot about her health. But anyways, uh, Cymbeline, I believe. Cymbeline. Which I had never read. Yes. Actually, I have not read that one either. Coriolanus, too, I think, which I'd never. See, okay, I would like to see, I haven't read Coriolanus, but I would like to see the Rife Fines version of it. I do like him. My friend Nick Milne, um, who was just this awesome guy that I met. Uh, he was great. In London. He's still great. He's still great. Uh, although I haven't talked to him no. probably 10 years almost. But yeah. um, he he loved Coriolanus the play. And he also was just like this Ray Fiennes movie is ver- is amazing. And it because it, it was one of the ones. Cause there, so there was all these ones like um, 
10 things I hate about you. Right. And all those the ones teen, where teen it was remakes. like the storyline and characters were just adapted for modern day. Yeah. But then there was also all of the Baz Luhrmann type movies where it was modern day setting, but they were but using they were Shakespeare's using words. Yeah. Right. Cause I, what, Oh, wasn't the, like that, was it? No, I don't. I don't think I saw. Oh. I never saw it either. But Coriolanus was like that. Yeah. And so was Love's Labor's Lost. Yeah. One, which was a musical. I want to see. Did you see that one? I didn't see that. Because that was Kenneth Branagh, and it had Alicia Silverstone in it. Oh, really, man? Yeah. I can't believe I didn't see that. It's like the perfect pairing. Um, Midsummer Night's Dream wasn't modern day, but it was kind of like. Yes. You remember that one with Callista Flockhart? That's right. And Christian it was like Bale? set in the. 1900s and, early oh, 1900s david strathern was in it too Chris, yeah Christian and Bale, uh, uh stanley tucci's puck in it yep. uh what's his name um ideal husband he's in dave oh i was thinking not if Ke- you mean Ke- uh, uh, yes 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 uh wow uh, kevin, kevin klein kevin klein yeah yes but uh what's <laughs> he's in dave <laughs> i mean he's that is that is what he's in movie, right? he's very good that's a very good movie um, um but what um what's his name why have i lost it uh rupert everett Oh, and Michelle Pfeiffer, right. they play. Uh, yes, they play yes. the fairies. They're so good in that. Yeah, they're excellent. They're so good. Anyways, um, so anyways, this, this is a has huge led us on a big digression. Shakespeare digression. But it's because this mo- this TV show is so good. Yeah, it's such, an and it just makes you kind of feel like, oh, I love this stuff. You know, like there is yeah. a difference between yeah. some random YouTube video or some random yeah. show and, and these, Shakespeare. These right, plays that have lasted. Like not to get like elitist about it no because there's plays that aren't by shakespeare that are also really but there's something about really good writing and this is really good writing about shakespeare and that's what makes it stand out exactly um but now in terms of keeping or getting rid of the dvd the thing is is, as you say it is streaming but i just it's so so rare yes and things get pulled off streaming all the time exactly well that's tonight in fact my group that i was going to be watching uh like we video chat watch a movie together occasionally and we were supposed to watch the big sick on amazon prime and none of us could access it for some reason except for two people um and the rest of us couldn't so whether it's there or gone or what was going on we none of us could get it through our prime so we had to watch something else and i was very sad anyways my point is well and so my point is except in the end we watched 10 things i hate about you which is great yeah. But my point is things do get pulled off streaming and some things I'm kind of like, eh, they'll come back. I don't care. But slings and arrows it's, won't necessarily no, come back exactly. because it's just not something people have even yeah. heard of. So. Yeah, exactly. So I th- I say we keep it. Yeah. I also think, I just had this idea, I think that we should mm-hmm. watch all of the Shakespeare plays. I mean, I am really looking forward to Twelfth Night. I was thinking we could even watch it with the kids, except that when we watch even like Jane Austen movies with the kids, I spend the entire it, time being Cole's notes like for them. Or you're, yeah, it's just they're yeah. like, um, they're like, oh, wait, what's going on? I don't mother, understand. Why are you smiling? It's like, OK, so what's happening right here is that <laughs> that character is trying to get her daughter to follow her out of the room. Yeah, pray, now, pray tell me, why do you wink at me, mom? Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, like my own daughter. But you know what? We watched Austen. A couple of years ago. Yeah, and the kids were very young. So, and, like, the big kids got it. Just the little girls didn't. So... I think we could try again. We could try again. But that's not important to Slings and Arrows. To Slings, no, and, Arrows, Slings and Arrows, we're keeping it, but they can't watch it yet. But as soon as Elliot starts Shakespeare... We'll watch it with him. We'll watch it, and, and it's, he'll love it. It's really good. So highly recommend. Try to find yeah, it. Yeah, try and find Slings and Arrows. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So... See you next see time. See you later. <laughs>